Write that. Write that down, Fumi Saito. Hello from Burbank, California. Thank you again for joining us. Another episode of Write That Down this week on the Fight Game Media Network. It was a special one this week. We got a good one for you. Let me just do this intro for you. Let me introduce myself. If you haven't uh, met me already, I'm Justin Nipper. I edit for FightGameMedia.com. Staff writer, F4W Online, WrestlingObserver.com. I work for Pro Wrestling Noah, CyberFight. I'm joined by the one and only Fumi Saito on today's episode. But I'm also joined by the very special D1 and only Medusa, or Alundra Blaze, or Medusa Michelli, however you'd like to refer to her, as she was kind enough to join us, Fumi and I, for a show, to talk about her time in Japan, to talk about all sorts of different things ahead of her book, The Woman Who Would Be King. And if you listen until the end of today's episode, you learn who gave her that title. That was impressive. That was interesting. This whole episode's great. And again, Medusa, thank you so much for hanging out with us for a little bit and talking about your career. I want to get right into it, but first, you know what we got to do. We got to talk about Fighting Media Network podcast feed. Are you subscribed? Please subscribe. It helps us very much. Subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcast. You listen on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Downcast. If you're not subscribed to the Fight Game Media free feed, hit subscribe. Like it. Leave us a message. Leave us a comment. Get the algorithm uh, percolating. You know what to do. I think you know what to do. Okay, that's enough. Let's talk to Medusa. Fight Game Media. Hello. You caught me on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> hello Bad. from Burbank. Hello from Tokyo. And hello from Florida. Yeah. Three time zones. Yeah. Thank you for coming on here to talk with us, Medusa. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Um, I've I haven't met you before, Justin and Jeremy. He's in the back and Fumi. Um, so is this your guys' podcast? All of you? Do you work together then? Fumi and I Justin do and I do every week. Yeah. And we it's often talk about well, we, we talk about, you know, famous wrestlers and their careers or whatever's going on in the news. Yeah, and mm. we are more of a radio guys and mm. when we have Medusa on the show, it had to be a video version. How's that? Of course. Yeah, so <laughs> you never know. Little, well, cuz it's just uh it's waste not to have your video, you know, when you come in. I mean, the special guests, okay? Yeah, real special guest. This is a rare occasion, so thank you for gracing us with your presence. Yeah, for special oh video interview. I mean, regular weeks, people don't want to see our faces. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Look at you so, two dudes. Gonna, uh, we got faces for radio. Just, yeah, so you know? so, yeah, like radio people, right? But anyhow, radio the, face. We talk about uh, your book today. That's um, right. The woman who will be king. 
we talk about the book and also you know that the rising you know popularity of Japanese women's wrestling Joshi pro wrestling in America and English speaking world and from your personal experience and actually you're the only one to the you know actually move, you know the first woman who actually moved to Japan and put it in a situation with 40 other wrestlers on the, on the all Japan women's bus nobody spoke English and just you had 300 matches a year and you stayed there for three years and they sent you to Japanese language school and uh, the whole bit you know what I'm saying and also the understanding of that almost like two different entity Japanese women's wrestling and women's wrestling in America within men's companies women's division you know what I'm saying yes that's what's happening now yeah, basically so, so that is quite different from when I was in Japan so we'll start there Fumi if you don't mind is that cool oh sure sure okay sure. all right so um I was really green in the business and I was actually working for AWA um Vern Gagne's organization out of uh, Minnesota I think it was over in the Golden Valley area and Vern was very good. He was very good to us girls. I, I mean, he gave us a lot of TV time. Um, in fact, my first paycheck, I mean, I was so broke. I was living out of my car by this time. And <clears throat> my first paycheck, like from the Cow Palace Wrestling Sherry Martell, was $800. I nearly lost it. I mean, even back then, $800. $800 is a lot right well, now. But Yeah, it, it was, that's a good one. That is really good. And Vern was good. He was I so thought, good. I was to gonna us. say three, three hundred, three fifty. No, if that, right? That's yeah, yeah probably not that. even that usually. Yeah. But so eight hundred dollars at the Cow Palace and one match, uh, one match, ten minutes with Sherry, and I took that money and I bought uh, graveyard markers for the Michelli family because every time I visited my aunt and grandmother and grandfather, um, I never knew where they were at and I was just walking all over them. So I bought, that was the money. That's what I did with that first paycheck. So there, I believe Chugusa was um, on a tour. A tour, they, they, tour. Yeah. She was on a, a, like an American tour and they, they were, she was making her footing um, and trying to find and do women's wrestling and trying to find American women to wrestle yeah, and it, perhaps national opponent. Yes, and she was looking yeah. for an international uh, opponent and perhaps one that she kind of gelled with or she kind of liked and that she thought maybe would be great over in Japan. Well, somehow, some way, um, she chose this green girl. <laughs> and I really yeah, believe... That, was, that happened in Las Vegas that you met. Yes, it was in Las Vegas at the showboat. We're talking Correct. about uh, Justin Chigusa Nagayo, one mm. half of famous Crash Girls. The and Crash was... Girls... Right after 1987, 88, yeah, 87, 88. Yeah. Yeah. You already had like a two year run with the AWA territory and as a champion. Yes. And so um, I think there is a big backstory to that, because when I got into wrestling, I was in, you know, going into nursing and um, was transitioning from you know, mending bones to breaking them. Um, I I did a lot of due diligence and all I had to really do is try to find VHS tapes of women in Japan because I knew I heard all the boys talking that if you wanted to be taken legitimate, um, if you want to become something, if you if you even can get your foot in the door in Japan, you know, that would be the best thing in your career. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, 
all right, I need to check it out. So I got some VHS tapes. There wasn't much, um, you know, to watch from uh, too many Americans before, but I believe the Leilani's were over there, um, you know, intermittently. Judy. And Judy and so forth and whatever. So I got to watch some other women and I thought, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. Not even knowing that I was going to get a job with Vern, not even knowing I was going to run into Chigusa. So fast forward to that, watching those videotapes, I remember seeing when the Japanese girls go to the top, uh, corner turnbuckle and she did a body splash onto the concrete and I'm like that's sick that's crazy that's stupid oh my god so I don't know what I was thinking I never did it before when I was wrestling Chigusa I climbed up the corner turnbuckle and she was on the outside she knew what I was going to do I didn't know what I was going to do and I thought I would try a cross body basically I tell myself that that's what sold <laughs> that's what sold him oh, really? said I, that's what I tell myself, but th- yeah. that's probably why they invited me over because I was some crazy bitch, <laughs> you know. Like, look at this American; she actually did you know, it. No when other you first met Chigusa. She had this ninja costume. And she had a ninja said, costume on, yeah, and it was yeah. very intimidating. But she sure. was so soft spoken. She was so kind. She was amazing. And when I went back to speak to the brothers, the Matsunaga brothers were there, yeah. and Ogawa, oh, or no. one of them was, and Ogawa was. And I remember. Um, I remember his eyes always get big like this. And he goes like this with his glasses and stuff. And he's Rossi. like, yeah, yeah, Rossi Ogawa. Ogawa-san. Did I say Ogawa-san? That's so weird. Anyway, so um, <laughs> and I'm so used to it. So um, he's like, you okay? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you want to, you come to Japan? And I'm like, uh, yeah, hell yeah. And so we did intermittent um, uh, tours a couple times. And then finally... Yeah. That was 19, spoke, the first one was January of 1989. God, how do you remember this crap? <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. 1980. No, actually, 88, 89. 89. No, 88, no, it was 89. It was January of 89. You had the first long tour. The second, oh, yeah. second tour, they already wanted to sign you. And then it's like, a, when I heard, I thought you were just doing tours, like back and forth. Back yeah, and yeah. And, I, and then Rossi said, no, no, she's moving here. She's moving here. <laughs> I mean, to live, you have to live. And now all of a sudden she's got an apartment right, you know, right like by the block from the office. Yeah. Yeah, office. Yeah. That apartment doesn't exist anymore. But oh, it don't? Anyhow. I was wondering that. No, no, that's gone. Is that's it gone. really? And the old Japan building with two buildings and with one the restaurant? Dojo, one with the bus, restaurant, office, the dormitory up there. Yeah. The entire place is gone. It is? Yeah, Azubu, like a 2005. Yeah. It's a big wow. parking lot now. But there's a payphone, oh. the phone booth, if you remember. You know, oh. like a, the phone booth right in front of the office. That still exists. That's that still was, there? <laughs> that's still there. I got to go. I, when I come to Japan, <laughs> yeah, well, I got to go to that there, phone booth. Yeah. Oh, I'm so going to go to that. neighborhood, yeah. But anyhow, they brought you in. That yeah, they brought me in. Yeah. It was amazing. I didn't know what to expect, but I knew that I could adjust the, to any yeah, situation. Part, part of the reason was that Crash Girls... Chigusa Nagayo and Lioness Asuka individually was slowly retiring. And yes. Rossi had this plan to bring you in and do what they did with Crash Girls, that the singing in the ring and the, the doing the albums, that the photo, photo, books, shoot, and the, yeah. the photo, photo books, photo the books. videos, the TV documentary, the whole line. Yeah, yeah and, and one so... One day it happened, remember? 
They did. And I was so taken back by that. I wasn't used to all of that. Right. And that's, you know, that's what they did over in Japan. They marketed the hell out of you. Like it was everything. It just kept coming and coming and coming. I mean, I can't sing worth crap, but it was it was part of the marketing thing is do 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 And it was so much that. Yeah. yeah, Photo books. And I was shy about it, but it was just kind of a little risque, but it worked. But it was pretty amazing because. I had more of a culture shock when I went back to the States than I did come over to to Japan. I did because, yes, I I don't know if I ever told you that. When I moved to Japan, I was ready because I didn't have anything to lose in the States. I didn't have any, I didn't have a father, I didn't have brothers or sisters. I was, you know, and my mother was estranged, you know, it's just, I was like, I could adapt to anything. And I did. I was just, you know, do, 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 do. Yeah, okay. And I just, I was there. I was a hard worker. I worked hard. I wanted to train hard. And I, you know, I did my best. And um, I wanted more and more and more. And my heart will always be there. However, but when I when my tour was done in Japan, I am not kidding. I had I had a really hard time adjusting back to the States. And I call it the Japanese experience because back then I would fly Northwest Airlines, which are no more in existence. It's right. Delta, Delta bought now. them. Yeah. And I would I, I remember I was flying over to Japan in one of the first tours. Right. And I. I call it the Japanese experience. And in the middle row, there's like those six, six seats. And I remember I was on an aisle seat and this lady was the Japanese lady was like two seats over and she sat there and there was like a guy on the aisle and the other. And she was in the middle. So there was plenty of seats for her to actually if she wanted to lay down. But my idea is I wanted to lay down, too. And I mean, hey, share with me. Right. So. She slowly, she was positioning herself. She she put her stuff up on the second seat next to me, and then she slowly pushed it to the other seat next to me. So I couldn't. She slowly was stretching out and lay down. And I'm like, well, this this woman knows what she wants. She didn't ask me if I wanted to split half with her or nothing. And I knew that. I said, if this is what it's like over in Japan, well, I better start, you know, fighting for myself, right? Because she did. She fighted for herself and that's what she wanted. Damn it, she got it. So that was my first learning of Japan. Like, I mean, she wasn't mean, but she was just, she made sure that she was letting me know she was laying down. The second was, it was standing in line. Non-verbal communication you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you say? Nonverbal communication? Yeah, nonverbal body, yeah, communication. And she was letting me know. And I thought, I just kind of chuckled and I went, whoop, well, there you go. You know, you learned your lesson. You better move quick there, Medusa. So, um, and then the second time was in standing in line in McDonald's. And um, the Japanese are amazing people. They're they're very clean and they're very studious. They're not, you know, loud or obnoxious. And I remember, well, you know orderly very and so i mean they're just kind and and they're just yeah, they're very kind and so i was standing in line at mcdonald's and i remember you know hear, hear me you know american loud blah, blah, making all this noise and i'm trying to look for stuff and i pull out my money and the coins go flying everywhere and is things are rolling down and nobody jumped out of line. No one said, hey, oh, you know, picked up. Nobody helped me pick it up. They just all looked straight. They didn't even pay attention. No one even looked. And I'm like, I just thought that was the oddest thing. Like, like, they, like they wouldn't pay you no mind, right? And it wasn't being mean. It was just their culture. And and I was like, wow, this is incredible, right? It's like they don't get into your business. They, they pay, you know, they mind their own business. 
And so I was just thought that was so amazing. And then going back to the States, guys, I got on that plane for the first time about a year or whatever. And I was going back and I was listening to all these Americans and I'm like, oh, my gosh, how rude, loud, boisterous, demanding. I mean, and just nasty. And and I'm like, oh, my gosh, gosh. And I was just I learned so much in Japan just and I I think it really helped. It, it, it grew me in, in some part as a young adult into this person that I am today. And uh, my heart will always be there. So, yeah, that, I, right. I'm sorry. I just Let's went into that. About, man. Uh, getting on the tour and then that's uh, the working, like basically the, the life started like that. Uh, you have matches I mean, every night, 300 nights a year. Get on the bus, go to the next town, have a match. And being put in, in six women tag team situation with five other Japanese girls. Basically, they go over a spot. You're the only one not understanding fully. <laughs> nothing. There's like nothing. And, and there was some chopped <laughs> English yeah. a little bit. They tried. And I tried. Yeah, and I, single, yeah, single match is one thing. But those yeah. real oh. comp- complicated tag team match. And me trying to follow that and listen to all of this, I was what I did to help myself is it really helped a lot to stand on the outside and watch for a little bit. You know what I mean? And then after a while, you learn you learn a few words, um, you learn their moves, you kind of learn who's you know each individual's type of style. Yeah, Yeah. and so that really let me tell you, I was a sponge over there, and you had to learn quick. You, I got my ass beat at least for a year until I finally realized, oh, hey, I better fight back. You know, I better do my you thing. You had Aja Kong, the Bona Kano, the Manami Tota, the Kyoko Inoue, the, the whole, everybody in there. And that good package. Oh, Akira Hokuto, of course. And Hokuto, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and um, Akira Hokuto. Um, how's she doing? She's like a star. Um, she's on TV super every night. Super famous. Yeah. yeah, super famous. Is she like real? A- What's she doing? She's well, like a TV, TV personality, uh, yeah. handler, talk shows, the quiz show, or traveling no show, the cooking show. The, I, I saw mean, commercials for night, the laundry night. detergent. And yeah, you she's got the gosh, big smile on her face. She's everywhere. She's You're very popular. kidding me. Yeah. Without that makeup, I mean, her hmm. playing her. Just you know her. Yeah, because she's like. A former former wrestler married yeah. Kensuke Sasaki, the wrestler couple. Yes, and raised raised two sons. They're all yep. grown up, and it's just like she's like a model citizen mom, former wrestler. And oh my! Witty. Yeah, God. very good speaker, very clever. She's so quick, really, uh, witty and humorous, and I mean, like she's so quick. Like, a, you know what? That would be a great idea. When I come yeah. to Japan, it would be great to. Like connect with her, get on a show with her and just, can you imagine? I mean, we haven't seen each other since, you know, the wrestling days. That would be a great connect. She's like like super, super famous, you know. I'll have to look it up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, the last time I heard is that she had cancer, but she overcame that. She's evidently doing well. Yeah, breast cancer, right? But they Uh had. She had TV station document every single step of the way of her going to hospital and have surgery and recuperating and regroup and going back to normal life. They tape it all. 
Really? You know, kind of so, like a reality yeah. show. Yeah, and like the whole year a bit, you know, now, now she's good, you know, and just she literally for everything. But that's, that's, so that's because people wanted to know. But yeah, anyhow, those girls, those stars, all Japan women starring at, at their prime when you were there. You know? Yeah, those girls were, I mean, those were girls were just hitting their prime and they were, I mean, you couldn't touch them. I mean, I was just in awe with them. I was like a new face, basically. And yeah. I was, I had no, I had no, I, I shouldn't have even been there because they, I mean, I wasn't, I was a quarter of good there. And, but, but you kept up with it. So. I, I did after a while. I mean, I'm not kidding. I got my ass handed to me so many times, but I did not quit. I would not quit. Right. I and would also, not quit. You earned so much respect after the the kickboxing fight shoot against Aja Kong. Oh, Aja. Let me yeah. tell you. That thing freaking woke Kickboxing. us both up. Yeah. Yeah. We're both like, what, what the hell? <laughs> you know, hey, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Boom. Brothers wrestling office is so crazy. They had two professional wrestlers go at it. Is that crazy or what? I mean, not at work. You know, it became no. program. It became program after. But yes. initially, initially. You two fight. It's like, huh? They let us go. Yeah. And I that was the first, like, uh, UFC before there was UFC. <laughs> you know? But I'm talking no about, it was it was pretty brutal. It was badass. Um, and then we had that great street fight. Um, right. They became Asuka, Yeah, that was so amazing. I still have those jeans and that T-shirt. Yeah, okay. I do. Yeah, I'm yeah, keeping those. Those are, uh, those are iconic. And, um... Then then I had that great match with Linus Asuka. It was like 59 minutes and 59 seconds. <laughs> that was incredible. I'll never forget that. Um, of course, Chigusa, just at the beginning of bringing me over there and having... Uh, that was a good start. Real good start. It was an amazing start. If it wasn't for her, it, it, it wouldn't have kicked my career, really. You right. know, for her to do that, that was pretty amazing. Um, she was so patient. <laughs> She was yeah. so patient with me. Yes. Um, and then, you know, there and then, of course, there's the Japan life. You know, we very had little we had little time to ourselves. And when we did, I would just go off by myself. I'd just get yeah. a cab and go down to Ropungi or else I'd Ropungi. go down to Shinjuku or I'd go down to wherever and just do my thing. I'd just be walking around by myself like, hey, yeah. and I, you know, Shibuya. Yeah. Shibuya. I mean, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I just reminisce every time I go through a lot of my plastic containers, I'll see some Japanese stuff. In fact, that jacket you gave me, you had it all embroidered, brother. I just had it cleaned and I was going to wear it the other day. And I was thinking of you. Oh, my God. Where is it? It's in the house here somewhere. Yeah, it's so cool. What does it say on the back again? Uh, Medusa in kanji. Oh, okay. All right. In yeah, kanji. Yeah. Okay. I adapted like a madness and this and this to make it sound like Medusa. Oh. It's a, yeah, the two, four different characters. Like, Holy um, crap. Like, yeah, like. Um, like hiragana, katakana, and kanji or something? Yeah, kanji, 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 kanji. Oh, kanji. You know, like okay. a wordplay? Yeah, well, to make it sound like Medusa, but it was like uh, your, um, you know, Desire, your hope, and this so just, kanji okay. to make it combination. Look like yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. god! I saw that and I was just tickled. I'm like, I'm gonna wear that. So he's gonna wear right. that 
and show Fumi. <laughs> That's okay. But it no, was, it's it, great it well though, because uh, um, the the initial program was you know Lioness Asuka and and Chigusa Nagayo. You started in the main event when you were brought in as a full time in Japan. They put you back into second match. You know, then you had to you know yeah climb up. Remember? Yeah, they yeah. they put me when I first got there. Everything was you know semi main event, main event, blah blah blah, big hype, blah, blah blah. And then when I moved over there, here you, you go. From yeah, second match, first yeah, second match, so third you match. Have to start over again. And then mm-hmm. you, they put you in the boot camp. Remember in that one island on the island because I said, oh my gosh. What are they going to do? Make us run through water, climb a mountain, and carry people on their backs and hit trees? Well, be careful what you ask for, because that's exactly what happened. Yeah, the coach. I am not kidding. Yeah, the boot camp. He's Mr. Yamazaki. Actually, he's a famous karate master. You know. Ah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Drill. You know what? I don't have any pictures on that island at all. God, I thought I did, and I just I I thought I had some, and I was looking for them. But I think photographer came. Photographer just came. He for did. One day. Yeah, but the you stayed there the entire week to do that drill over and over. I mean, and all day long, get up in the morning and do the drill for like twelve hours. And, Dude, it uh, was one, like it was um like uh, Navy Seal shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they so what to kind of exercises you, did you have to do? Uh, run, push. No, no weights. Run, right? push up. Push so up, and then and, we had to put. We yes. had to carry a girl on our back. We. We had to run across this, Sand, <laughs> excuse right? me, like this running, running river. And then we had to go over to this mountain and then carry her up this mountain as far as we could or our, by ourselves or whatever. <laughs> excuse me. And then, I mean, just crazy stuff like that and just all different and pulling and stretching and kendos and oh, you name yeah, it. I wasn't sure if you if you come back. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> that was like a first year, you know. But all the rookie gone through that, and uh, they put you in the, in the rookie group. They're probably gonna think, ah, this American. Oh ain't no, gonna... they wanted to see, you know, what you got. You know, the brothers. I think like after that. that, they knew. Oh well, hey, she's oh, here to she, stay. Oh, she could do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you started the language school in Japan, and uh, they put you in the language school. So they did. They that. put. Did it help? It did. So I would take my own, you know, the own uh, my train and I could get around pretty good myself on the train. I had my little book and yeah. um, I, I wasn't scared either. I just I felt very comfortable, which is so okay. bizarre in a new co- just a country. I just get on and what? don't even know where I'm going. And yeah. so What's the, the biggest difference, like a match and content, how to put together a match, and how do you go about it? That the, What's the biggest difference, American style and Japanese style? Okay, well, I'll finish my language thing and then I'll answer that. So I'd sure, get I'd sure. get on the train and I would just you know just jump in there and do my thing. I wasn't scared at all. And then I would go to my classes, which was really nice because I felt good because it was American people and Japanese people, and I could have a regular you know conversation right with you know have an American language and stuff. And so it did help a little bit, but I needed more and more and more. And then we were on the road a lot and I couldn't go. So it was just, you know, when I had time, then intermittently, that's when I went. Um, And it did. It helped a lot. And then towards the end, though, is when I really started learning 
to read and then even starting to write the characters and stuff. So it was like, gosh, five years, I would have been great. <laughs> it would have been and perfect. It, yeah, but it was a different time I back then. Tried too. To yeah. To it. yeah. And then, then you talking in Japanese. With I was people. a little bit. I was. It was a different time too, Justin. It was you just kind of mixed up from them too. I remember. I was sitting in the back seat of the car and Ogawa was driving and there was the two Japanese girls on side of me. And I said, Ogawa san, Ima Nanji, Ima Nanji, this guy. And he's like, I looked, it? I saw him. He looked in the rearview mirror and he goes, huh? <laughs> and I asked him what time it was. And he's like, Medusa. And I'm like, I'm learning. What time is it, Ogawa? <laughs> it's amazing it's, when you try to practice your Japanese, people are really shocked when you when you try it. So it's hard to to practice because then they just speak English to you. They go, wow, you speak Japanese. And well, yes. Hey, hey, hey. Nee, nee, nee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's some cute little lingo thing, like quick little things that you learn. Right. So you um, every day. Yeah. And as far as the matches and putting them together, I would really listen to the veterans and right. the, and the new faces would have, to, I mean, they were quiet and they would listen and they would put them together um and talk and you know not put them together basically but at least the finish you know the finish was at least two minutes long i mean it was it was a huge finish going into this finish da -da 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 -da. and that just effed me up because i was like that's a hell of a long finish why do we need to know all this crap oh my god and so because in america it's kind of like maybe just da -da 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 -da, boom right but no, this is like a good two, three minute going home finish. And uh, so listening to um, Chigusa and Buru, Buru Nakano, she, um, she was the best to work with. She was very light. She was easy. I know it looked like she killed me, but she didn't hurt me once except one time in WWE um, when she was going on the uh, top on the top corner turnbuckle. She does that grilladine where she comes down and she does one leg right across my neck. Well, the boys used to grease up so bad. It was so bad that, you know, she wasn't, she didn't know she wasn't used to it. And she went up to the corner turnbuckle and it was so slippery from razor Ramon and all of them, the baby, whatever the hell they use. And she slipped and she, instead of her leg coming down her ass, yes. her, yeah. right on the slap, right on my face and heard my whole skull crack. And then all of a sudden I went to get up and I heard this bunch of water and my whole side of my face, like a sheath of skin, everything was red and water. And I went to get up and I turned around to do my move to, to bull. And she goes, Oh, my nose is on. She started screaming because the whole side of my skin and my face was just, and I'm like, and all of a sudden I heard it and I could see it flopping over my eye. And I'm saying, I'm okay. I remember everything. Let's go. Let's just go home. Go home. Go home. Kayak, kayak. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah. And so we went right home and everything was fine. I'm sure I had a concussion, but it wasn't her fault. It, the damn ropes, those damn American men wrestlers back then they had to be so oily and oh, it was Those horrible. ropes looked more slick than the ropes today, too. Like yes, the, um, the red, white, and blue they used ones, to, right? Yeah, they used to rub that icy, that hot stuff. So icy hot, it, yeah, icy yeah. hot. And then you would get it in your eyes, and it would burn. Uh -huh. But it, but it brought the guys' bodies. It made them so red, 
and it made him like pumped up the blood and it made him look tanner. I don't oh, more tan. It was just a... crazy. It was stupid. Oh, wow. I hated it. Wrestling I was hate different. it. Oh my God. The guys were just nuts. Anyway. So did you have an injury from that, from the, the ass splash or did you just kind of, I had a concussion. Off? Yeah. Concussion. Did definitely break or fracture. No, but ever since then I have this little um, spear thing right here in my head and it looks like a nail um I don't, when i'm in person you can see it but there's like a little bone sticking out and it's been that way ever since oh a little gift from bull yeah yeah but it wasn't Jeez, her fault intense. yeah right that, yeah it so wasn't her fault it was a house show or on tv it was on tv i believe maybe it was a house show i don't know but i'll never forget it when i was positioning myself get waiting for her here she comes all of a sudden Oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> Out of nowhere, oh. I thought she was going to make it. I'm trying to move, and nope. Oh, Way too thing quick. I remember was that when you, Alundra Blaze and Bona Connor was doing this title matches in, in WWE, WWF, yeah. that you, like, uh, like one month period, you had like a 28 single matches in one month period against one another. Every single uh, night, yeah. yeah I think we were tried- working... Sometimes twice a night on a weekend, we would like. Um, and went to Europe and did that too. And, yeah. Yes, it was and, insane. Uh, try to be a little bit, little bit. Try to be different every night, or just exactly the same. You, you wanted to do. We little, tried try to be different. It, it, different. it really. But then, if we were getting tired, or if we felt was if we injured ourselves, or something happened, we right. just said, "Keep it simple." You know what I mean? Right. So oh, it. Okay. it yeah. We would do a shorter match and kind of the same, or we'd try to change the finish because people talk, you know, because if right, it's, right. the town was only 300 miles apart and you kept going, you know same what I mean? audience sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Not good. I mean, yeah, you had to really, start yeah. start different and the finish had to be different at least, you know, a little right, bit. Right, The reason I, you know, I'm asking you is that in, in with the Old Japan Women's, every night's different opponent and different matchup. Yeah, that's what made it exciting, and it kept you fresh. It kept you fresh, because if you had the same opponent, you would become stagnant, right? You just get lazy, lethargic, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But when you had all those... Yeah, different matches, six men with different girls. Yeah, it was yeah. So, I hated those six... I Oh, my God. I hated tag mats anyway. I just couldn't... Really? Oh, they were yeah. the worst. I was my timing and shit was just oh, it was horrible. I just never was good at tags. I wasn't. Okay. Was it true? Even though Nishawaki, Nishawaki and I won the yeah. tag team. <laughs> right. Oh, we, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Were some of those yeah. matches would there would there be a finish bef- uh, going into it? Because I heard sometimes that Rossi would kind of. Well, it was manager. That the, if you Matsunaga. remember, manager. The 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 Kunimatsu, the manager, they're sitting on the corner, you know, sitting on the table. The coach, coach is a referee, right? Coachy, yeah. And and if you remember, Kunimatsu, the third brother, manager, yeah, yeah. will come and give you. Uh, sometimes they they have two finish going in. You know, if he was sitting on the desk and going like this, all right, yes. this, this team win. And this this is like when he's holding a cigarette or something. This um, team win. Going to the match with two finish, because they wanted to see who fought, you know, fight harder. Yeah, they got off to. on that. They yeah, got off I'm, on that. They did. They got off on that. Meaning, like, I mean, they were hard hitting chicks, and yeah, um, these... they, they wanted to see who fight, you know, harder. 
Yes. I remember. I mean, he would. I remember there were signals or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like like holding cigarette this hand or holding the pen. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It's like a catcher. Throw the throw the curveball. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like baseball. Yeah. So, but they're like like old Carney family, you know? Hmm. And they want to see their girls. Wrestling is Carney. Yeah, but they, they they come from different generations because they used to be fighter, judo against boxer. Those uh, two, those brothers are fighting each other. Work though, I believe. But like in nineteen fifties, they're doing it. Anyhow, so just, you know, two years with all Japan women, and third year going and you even worked JWP. And then then the following year, you came back with New Japan Pro Wrestling G One Climax as a manager of Ravishing Rick Rude. Yeah, Yeah, that was so. So that was kind of the first that I mean, I know. Was there another? Was that the first time there was a woman manager in a men's division? Uh, New Japan Ring first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know if Sherry. I don't know if Sherry or Elizabeth was ever there doing that. Sherry went Uh, to Elizabeth was never there. Sherry went to the WWF wrestling summit. Oh, yeah. she yes, did. Wrestling summit. So yeah, like wrestling show. They were part of WWF. So so it was like WWF. New Japan never Japan. brought female oh. female manager. So you were the first. Oh gosh! So there you guys go. Butts. Huh? Yeah, guys, bust. Because Masa Saito said, you know, you were talking Japanese. He didn't know about it, right? It's like, remember Masa being yes. a booker for Americans? Yes. And then the. the that the ravishing recruits fa- finished that the that the rude awakening wasn't good for Japanese ring. So Masa had to have him practice the top rope knee drop for the Japanese finish. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Cause you know the neck breaker drop, you know, that the rude awakening, that's signature move in America. But that's yeah. a move in the Japanese match date. That's a mid-card move. Everybody right. Kicks out. Yeah, so Masa wanted to have Rick Rude to fly over from the top rope, the double knee drop to the, you know, the that's your finish in Japan, and he had to practice oh, it. Holy yeah. shit! I didn't know yeah, that. Because, yeah, because you were in the ringside that the G1 Climax final to determine NWA then vacant NWA World Heavyweight Title, Ravishing Rick Rude against Masa Chono. That was and for the NWA. Yeah, that was NWA World Title. Yes. You know, okay. When there was NWA World Title and WCW World Title, two sets of World Title. Correct. Yeah. They they, they even brought Bill Watts and Dusty Rhodes for that t- tournament final. Remember? And you were ringside with dress. Yes, the black <laughs> dress, remember, black and silver, yeah, yeah. and the silver on top, and the black skirt. I mean. Yeah, it's a black dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Black dress, I think, I'm or something. Refreshing your memory. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know. I'm writing a yeah, note here. Was, NW. Yeah. It was. Was it an NWA title? Yeah, NWA title uh, final. Rick against um. Masa Chono. Masa. Oh my yeah, god. Ch- Ch- Chono. Yeah, Masahiro Chono. Yeah. Masa. And Chono. that when New Japan. What year was that, Fumi? About ninety one. 91, 92. 92? Yeah, no, 92. Had, yeah, 91, 92. Yeah. 92, yeah. Because that's when I was signed my contract, I think, with them. Tournament, yeah. Tournament final. Yeah, tournament final. Rick Rude against Masachono, and you were in the ringside with Rick, Rick Rude. Yep. Oh, my gosh, yeah, I'll never Bo- forget that. And then, you know what? And that's a great, Bo- that's a great segue. Ricky Chochu and Masa Saito, yeah. 
That's a great segue going into what's happening today. So, so now we have, um, and then all Japan women's clothes, um, the brothers passed away and, yeah, all um, them, all of them. and all of them passed away. And then the company sat in dormant with all the library who owned the library for this whole time. Um, Matsunaga brothers owed a lot of money to a lot of people. Some yes. of these people took video footage as that, as this asset. So all the rights for the years and decades of these, you know, all, all kinds of footage went to every place. Oh, no. I mean, I mean 10, 15 different directions. Oh, UWF that's too, too right? Kind of and similar they, situation. Yeah. So some of them claim to have the rights to certain footage in certain era. And some people want to do the DVD or something. And some people not doing anything about it. And some of the, you know, it'd some be of the, nice uh, find all of them and get it all together and just, I, if I mean, Rossi come up with capital to buy all the library and some yes. of the footage do exist and belong to Channel Eight, Channel uh, that the Fuji Television, Fuji, Channel yes, 8. yeah, but uh, maybe it's some of the TV people erase wrestling, you know, from their library, you know, like one inch tape or three quarter tapes they used to have. Yes, it? nobody can find it. Oh, that's horrible. And that is all- unfortunate. God, that whole library. That would be like WWE buying. Yeah, like AWA. By buying AWA and then AWA losing all the food. Oh, that's just too yeah, much history. Yeah, yeah well, the, I think the, Samurai the, TV the, has oh, quite a bit. They, they have, does? Yeah. Samurai Fuji? TV, it's like a oh, satellite. Samurai. Yeah, Samurai they have TV the, has some of that. Replays. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would the be right so good. Goes, like, the copyright to like, right to produce DVD, right to produce TV show, right to produce this and that is all yep. varies. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I couldn't but imagine. You, so you, you your footage exists somewhere, though. My footage exists somewhere. You, yes, um, yeah, I do yeah, have. I do that. have a bunch of it. Um, some hands. I That's do good. have a lot of good stuff still on VHS and on the big film. Right. Um, I sent you the, you, the talk show pilot that we. Did yep, together. I still have that somewhere. Yeah, yep, uh, has a lot of footage, early footage in there too. Oh my God! I need to grab all my st- Japanese stuff yeah, right. and put something together. It'd be so cool. It'd be cool yeah, so. to sit yeah, down with so. you, Fumi, to have fun and just make yeah, a little a, a movie out of it. Produce it as a you know your length documentary or something. It'd yeah. be really cool. But then um, again, every place you went, you know, you became champion. AWA, AWA champion. <laughs> All Japan women, IWA purple belt champion. Remember, <laughs> and the WCW. That was well, a, uh, cruiserweight, yeah, but WWE, WWF woman's title, so pretty much yeah, I still friend. have that title and the people's champion title, yeah, yes, so, and I still yeah, have the people's the, title the, and I still have the, the, the WWF belt. title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a, belt. Yeah. No, it's in the safe with my guns. <laughs> no one's going to come and steal it. Yeah, but now it's like there's a trend that things trying to two more things we have to talk about today. Oh, we'll get to your book, but uh, in a minute. Okay. I wanted to go into a segue with so all of this footage. Okay, go ahead, I'm go wondering ahead. why yeah. Rossi, you know, he started stardom because Rossi yeah. worked with the Montana. I thought it was a great little transition yeah, and he started uh, stardom. He was never part owner. No, he I know, I know. Like but I thought it was great for a transition. Yeah, for him to start it, and then it become a success. 
Um, I got to go over there and see him and, you know, just rekindle and do some things. It was so amazing. And then I found out like two years later, you know, he sold stardom to um, Bushiroad. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, wow. New Japan. Yeah. Yes. So oh, it's the same company that New Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, but, but he's still in charge. Oh, the contents. He what? The wrestling contents. What yeah, about what, it? What goes, uh, what goes on in, in the wrestling production? Yeah, just yeah. the in ring stuff, maybe not the business side. He's oh, okay. kind of sick right now, isn't he? Yeah. He's, a, he's a little, uh, he's on the dialysis machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, he he still goes to all the shows, but yeah. uh, it's that easier for him not to own it and pay everybody. No, and paid. the headache is gone. Yeah, he gets paid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah smart yeah. man. Still executive, still executive producer, you know. Yeah. So that's good. That's a good I mean, that's picture. life. That's all he's done, and that's what he's enjoyed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't want to, at this point in his life, he doesn't want to do all the extra work anymore. You know what I'm saying? I don't blame him. Yeah, he's not going to run around and drive everybody over or anything like that, you know? Yeah. No, no. He Is he our age? Uh, 65. Oh, he's older. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, older. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, my God. Like 65, yeah. Oh, hell fire. Yeah, so <laughs> he's like in position where he's enjoying. And Good. girls are getting younger and younger. Right, you know, and uh, yeah, wow. like, I have a hard time memorizing and remembering all the girls' names. Oh my the- god, I loved oh watching god. the stardom, those girls yeah. are fantastic, dude. Yeah. And so now, stars. now I see the women's division with the men, and I feel that like there for a while, I, I just like stardom got lost. Like, you don't see anything on Twitter anymore, you don't see any of the matches, you don't see the little bites and cuts. And I just like I got so bummed out. I'm like, yeah, but the stardom is not women's division of New Japan, though. They're two separate companies. I understand, but they're owned by the yeah. same company. But the but the women, the stardom is not getting. It's not out there like it used to be. What I'm saying is, what we don't see it over here like we you. Oh really? Um, yeah. If they have on English social play by play by play and uh, English speaking commentating. That can, you know, people will watch it, right, in America. Yes, they would. And that's what I'm saying. I, if we could get, I mean, I'm sure they work with, you know, English-speaking Americans or anybody English-speaking could do that. I mean, that would be great, you know, because you don't, I mean, so many people, me working with NWA, I'm, an, I'm a producer for NWA. In fact, I leave tomorrow. My flight leaves at 5.40 a.m. And okay. Um, and I produce for NWA. And then, of course, I still work with WWE. I just got back yesterday from or Monday for Monday Night Raw, right. whatever. Is, and yeah. yeah. And I mean, we just I mean, so many people talk about the Japanese women and you're seeing more and more of it, especially interact. Now we have Asuka, you know, with WWE. We had EO. Kyrie, we had yeah, Kadi. Yeah. Um, and so, you know. But that's it. But I'd love to see more, you know, but I having that relationship too. um, they all from stardom guys. And so that was that's what I mean. There was a huge face of stardom really starting to get the ground. And now it's like there's nothing. And I'm I'm like, gosh, I got to do who do I get a hold over there? Fumi, let's you know, I want to get stardom, you know, going and getting them back over here and, you know, do some stuff. 
But that's that company and they work. I don't know what company they work. I think they work with AEW mainly. So I don't know. Mm, I have a question for you, Medusa, when you get a chance. It's kind of on topic, too, because it's talking about we were talking about kind of the the golden age all japan women and then talking about today's women's wrestling and it's changed i'm talking about like the in-ring how it looks and how it's presented do you think that there's a big difference or has it changed into like what i see is that there's the old school all japan women's style now there's the new style which seems like it's a uh, women doing a men's style of wrestling whereas all yeah. japan women had a, a specific style. style specific even some moves where you'd only see them in women's wrestling do you how do you think that's changed and is it do you think it'd be wise to have not just women's matches on a card but a women's company separate that functions separately from the men's style I, those are, are all great questions okay great question so i'll start with this you know I go back and forth with people, Um, you know, women want more TV time. Women want more matches. They want more of a storyline. Number one, women need a better storyline. They need, they need storylines. If you're going to have women on a show, then damn it, let's, let's start, you know, writing these storylines and make them mean something, have the longevity, not just, uh, you know, two weeks storyline and then boom, it's gone or something. Um, I do see that shaft sort of still. Um, it needs to be a little bit better. Um, the women, um, as far as the matches, I think today's style is just about as close when I was wrestling. And I mean that very respectfully. My style of wrestling when I was with All Japan Women's Wrestling is what today is, basically. Hmm. I mean, it's it's not, I, I don't, I don't, they're not, they're almost hitting as hard and wrestling as hard and sort of, but um, there's more athleticism today than there ever was. There's the the wrestling is better out of the women, um, and I you know you've got to um, pay, you know kudos to the I believe uh, women taking the initiative and wanting to learn and actually getting on the road and going to these different independent schools and learning and training with the guys, um, expanding their mind, testing the waters, um, going to different organizations, um, um, facing failure, being told no, um, because the strong ones will weed through all that crap. And those are the ones that are going to become a success. You can't quit. Failure is not, you know, failure is not a destination. It's only a blueprint, Right. So and and I think failure is amazing because failure should be experienced because if this is what you want, then damn it, you're going to find a way to get through that brick wall respectfully. And I don't take no lightly. I never have. And I will. You tell me no. OK, I'm going to find out. I'm I'm, mm-mm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> but respectfully, I'm kind. Excuse me. But so today's women's wrestling is basically what I say to everyone. It's finally to see my style of wrestling today is because it gradually, you know, every era changes. Now there's been some good women wrestlers intermittently, but we had the attitude era where it was just, it wasn't my style, but God bless the women that, yeah, yeah, God bless the women that decided to stick with it and Mm. went through it. And some of them made millions and not millions, but they made some good money for whatever they decided the girls at that time, but that wasn't my, you know, I just, I was a wrestler, damn it. And I was serious. So, and fast forward is, um, a woman's organization. God, I'm going to get kicked in the ass for this one, but this is how I feel. 
Now, we have an all-woman's organization stardom. We had an all-woman organization, um, All Japan Women's Pro Wrestling. But why do they work in Japan and not in the States? Hmm. Why? In the English-speaking world. Yeah. Yeah. Why? You, yes. You've got to, you know, people, I mean, you've got to ask yeah, yourself. I believe that, yes, wrestling has no language barrier. You watch the women's wrestlers, Japanese style, you can enjoy it. Really. Yes. That can work in the States. And why doesn't it work in the states, Fumi? No, no, let me ask you that. They, they have. They haven't tried for you know full scale. Do you but honestly Star, think? Do yeah. you honestly think if you had an organization like Stardom, not just let's say it was an uh, uh, an American Women's Wrestling Association, right? Um, and it was just all women. Do you all think women. it could? Do you think it could sell out a whole arena here in the states? Um, not right away, not right now, probably, but that this all women organization should be tried. It should be tried. It should be tried, but I don't think it would sell out right now. It's a a slow process. Yeah. Stardom roster with American company, you know, the business side in America. Yes. That can work. I would love to merge i would love to get with a japanese company and myself or whoever and, and you already have japanese 40 japanese wrestler roster all great wrestlers mm. you know yes with and have that tool, and uh, the organization in america with american company in the state side doing the yes. business that yes. can work it would work so. right yeah see yeah, that's so. what i'm yeah. thinking i think just yeah. having a woman's organization like not you, the japanese no. women in the part of men's group then no. you only have one match. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Did I answer your question, that. Justin? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely an open-ended uh, kind of, because there are thoughts on it because it's developing every day. No, that should. Um, that should. It's cool. That Tokyo need, Joshi need Pro is going to run a show in, uh, that, in the April American here side, in LA. You know, to prepare yeah. this, you know, business plate. So Stardom or Japanese company can get on that, on that plate. America need, you know, to prepare this business plate. You know, yes. So they yes. Can, yes. To get on that. Yeah. Okay. It'd be so, slow, but it could work. I. It would be a slow process, and it would need to be done right. And um, mm-hmm. I. I definitely that would be my interest. Oh yeah. You know what's and funny also, is there's yeah, a sh- yeah. there's a show the women of wrestling. It's more like a glow. Oh wow! It's more. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's David McLean. I mean, yeah, some of the girls. A lot of people try that kind of things. Yeah. Three hundred yeah. thousand like uh, viewers last week. Yeah. it's been getting decent television ratings, but I don't think it's from the wrestling crowd. I think it's from people that just watch drama, yeah. drama or women. Yeah. Or what, yeah. But it's drawing Glow in other was, people. Glow was a TV show last year, not two yeah. years ago, like a whole yes. one season. Like yeah. that's like a drama. Yeah, but the they didn't use real wrestlers in there, so. Well, they do in WoW. They do have, I mean, I mean, Tessa Blanchard was over there and oh, she was oh, doing yeah. great. I mean, and then you have AJ, Mend- what's her, AJ? Mendez AJ Lee? Or, AJ Lee. Or, or, AJ or her Lee? real name, I don't know. Yeah, something. Yeah, I think AJ it's Mendez, her real name. But mm. um, yeah, so she's like the spokesperson, the ambassador of the company. Um, but I don't, I've watched it and I've seen it and I'm just not, I'm not there yet. You know what I mean? I think it's a great product. I think, um, you know, if they've got the sponsor and everything to back it up and pay and keep that little television thing going on, and that's their niche, then power to it, 
right? Mm. At least it ain't the whole glow thing. You know what right, I mean? Right. In today's world, because today I'm going to ask you guys, why do you think, why do you think women's UFC can sell out and not a women's wrestling organization? Because right. it's hard hitting and it's badass. Right. Yeah, yeah, and then, then the rest, then the women's wrestling in America still not selling what what people want to see. Yeah, still this fabulous Mueller mentality production, right? In a way, and somewhat, yeah, I do believe though, Fum, that it yeah. is getting better. They they're yeah, giving yeah, yeah, yeah. it really is. It's getting better, but remember, they're still about. The TV production, they're going towards um, in the States. It's all about movies in Hollywood now and script and commercials and reality shows. And I mean, it's kind of, that's where it's at. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I watched, um, I watched EO. I watched Audie Singh get all, I watched when they first came into the company and then I watched how they changed. Mm-hmm. I watch how they change makeup wise, hair wise, how they acted. And they it, didn't it, do it. Like a WWE makeup. <laughs> yes, the makeup, everything. They became Americanized. <laughs> I was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I see oh. when I see Kyrie saying. I mean, for for better or worse, whatever. But when she came in to compare to how she is now, she's she's WWE'd up. Yes. It's, it's yeah. what it is. It's what it is. Yep. Hey, I mean, it's great because let me tell you, when I do get there, it's nice to be pampered. It's nice to have a full-blown, you know, Fumi, you were there for WrestleMania. You saw their catering room. (laughs) It was like a damn warehouse full of food. I've never seen so much food in my life. And I mean, you have a coffee station and you can make 20 different coffees and teas. You had this dessert that had like 50 pies. And I was like... Where's a plastic bag? I just want to fill it up so I can bring it back to my <laughs> hotel. <laughs> yeah, I'd like a, the old oh, days. Oh, I'm going to bring my oh, food home. Oh, <laughs> oh, banquet a bit, right? Yeah. I yeah, got to put that but, on my bucket list, the uh, WWE backstage catering. I've heard so yeah. many stories about so it. Food, yeah. Dude, yeah, I even took have. a video my first time, and I was like, <laughs> I cannot believe <laughs> this. Hotel, hotel, hotel restaurant banquet. Yeah. Oh, awesome. my God. Mm, mm. Which is different yeah. from the other side of wrestling, where it's not as uh, luxurious yeah. or gorgeous. Right, it's but a little that's more. That's not your uh, goal, raw. but the, right. the, the goal we're talking about was to bring this uh, mm. the entire league of women's company, yeah. and forty wrestlers as a roster, then bring it to American market, and yep. uh, you do something about it. You know, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah now that, that'll work. Uh, you know, I know stardom. I mean, I don't know if they're going to tour. They're just going to have one woman's match on there, maybe two, right? In, in, in AEW. Well, they could do the, in, the whole tour of it, but they need American organization to really organize it within the U.S. Yeah, visas yeah. are difficult to obtain for like 30, 20, 30 people, though. I yeah. think there's a, there's a company in, uh, I think they're up in San Jose, and they kind of started a Mexican Lucha Libre talent agency to get oh, yeah. there's a group group visa that you can get so there are ways that are developing that you can get more people in at once for not some insane price so right that's one of those issues too the one more thing you should do is that that not the live card but the now it's the age era of streaming service you know Mm. the the pay-per-view from japan with english commentary on it live that yes, or oh, that there, you know what, Fumi, that's where it should start. 
Maybe yeah, that's sure. where it should start. Show from and then, Tokyo, right from Tokyo, and English commentary live. So yes. Yeah, that would be not one week, yeah. two weeks later. No, it's, no, live. It's tough. No, yeah. live. It would yeah, be amazing. Yeah. Now, why won't why, why wouldn't Fight TV do something like that? They should, they would they would. I, I guess it depends right on how much about, the cut. New Japan's already doing it. Pro Wrestling Knows already doing it. Mm. Why not Stardom? Why not? New Japan's doing it with English. Pro Wrestling Knows doing it with English. Uh-huh. I Some think these companies yeah. want people to sign up for their company's streaming service as opposed to fight so that's why yeah, it's more a like not a wrestling business oh. but it's like a streaming yeah. business and you want uh, they want you to be a subscriber a fight is easier for people to just you know you just buy it and that's it or it's right you there, get on but... fight you get everything that's what's right. so convenient about fight but the company would lose but a they don't have major revenue. company in it though you know what i'm uh. saying yeah mm-hmm it's so tricky. The, I, I, well, Fumi, you and I will have to talk on the back end, and so I can come over there and start comment. You and I, you and I would be great together. Absolutely, to commentating. commentating. On commentating, well, yeah. We, we need play by play. Yes, commentating and play by play, two different animals. We need dorky looking announcer doing play by play. Justin, are you dorky? Uh, of course. Yeah, I don't look know. At this. We're yeah, but about yeah, women's wrestling from the, Japan. The main topic of today was that, that we were going to talk about women who, the woman who became the Medusa okay. story. It's coming Let's go. Up next month, right? Okay, so the woman who would be king. Now. Yeah, the, so king, the woman who would yeah. be king is the title of the book. Um, yeah, it is with story. ECW Press out of um, Canada. And um, Paul Heyman wrote the foreword. Now, Paul has been a friend of mine for over 30 years. And if it wasn't for Paul, it probably wouldn't be sitting here, basically, uh, you know, since the WCW push, really. Um, He really believed in me. He he put me in so many segments and so many things that he could. Um, He gave me TV. He gave me ring time. And I've just I, I, I how do you repay that? Right. So him and I are tight. We talk, and um, it's just he's an amazing, amazing talent himself. So oh, that so being said, too. that oh my god, so creative. So and creative. so that being said, I could not think of a title for my book. I had like three different titles to choose from, oh, and he I came kept up going, with it. Hold on, ah. I I had three titles for my book, and I know what to do. And I'm like, I don't know. So when I talked, when I spoke to him, I said. Um, you're cool to do the forward, right? And he said, absolutely. You know, I'll have it, you know, to you next week, whatever. And I said, God, I don't, I just don't have a title yet. He said, the woman who would be king. I said, what? He goes, that's your title. The woman who would be king. I said, just like that? He goes, Deuce, think about it. Think about the name. Think about this title. I went, oh my God, yes. So he came up with the title, just like that. That's good, Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. And there's much that goes with that. And it's, you know, transitioning into, you know, we have women becoming this and that and the woman is the man, you know, and been a queen of carnage for the last 20 years, you know, and the woman who would be king of my castle and my world. Yes. And now I am king. Now, there's a huge yeah, movie yeah, that just yeah. came out called The Woman King. So I didn't know that was coming out. And how perfect. Perfect Very timing. Relevant. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it makes thank sense. You Paul Heyman. Yeah, thank you, Paul well, sometimes Heyman. Sometimes I believe yeah, Paul has this inspiration, you know? Inna- and, uh, this yeah. innate, just yeah. knowing, like, this 
he knows he has this feeling this um you know just intuition of things and he just knows that's, that's it yeah, very much so. And so the book is over 300 pages. Lord have mercy. But how do you get, you know, 20 years of wrestling, 20 years of monster trucks, all in one book? You you, you don't. You know, the book isn't really a wrestling book. It's, it's a book about my life. It's about wrestling. It's about monster trucks, about, you know, me, um, adversities, things I went through. Um, and it's a beautiful story. It was so eloquently put and it is exactly like I, I mean, I am like ADHD, so I'm all over the place. So this book starts in one place and then goes to chapter C and then C goes back after A and then goes back to D and then D goes back to B. And you know what I'm seeing? Each chapter brings you back and it keeps it keeps you so enthralled that um, the publishing company um, digitally gave out the book to 200 readers that they hire like People that don't know wrestling, that don't know monster trucks, don't know who I am, whatever. Reviews, Fumi, that are coming back, I got four and a half stars, five stars, four stars. That's incredible. I, I'm I'm happy with that. And um, so, and, but a lot of people are like, this is not a wrestling book. This is amazing. And so they were so enthralled by it. But he said, I can see where wrestling fans might read it. And go, where's all this deep stories and the nasty stuff? I'm sorry. I'm not here to throw anybody under the bus, man. It's, that's not what it's about. Five seconds of pleasure, and then what? I have to hire a Twitter army to defend me because I put someone <laughs> under the bus? That's right. about what would happen, right? So, that no. No, not at all. Um, Fumi, I mean, he helped us. Well. I mean, we call, I handpicked people for the editor and um, to call and talk to and whatnot. And so these people are, were very pivotal people in my life. And they spoke to Fumi. And um, so these people meant a lot. So the reason why I had them speak to these people is because everything that I spoke about, I wanted fact checked. And, and I know that sounds weird because I should know what went on, but you forget after a while, right? So if well, I say yeah, it happened well, here, yeah. yeah, here, there, there. But again, us three, if we were to see a cow walk across the screen, we're going to see it three different ways. So my life is my life, how I saw it. And when I was Fumi, we experienced our, our time together and wrestling and going out and doing things. But I see it one way. He saw it another and, you know, Justin, if we were to have a cup of coffee, I would see it one way, you would see it another. So that's why it was really important for, to me that this, that they spoke to different people intermittently, because I want them to get the facts that at least the stories were true and, 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 you know, right around the date and time, like Fumi said, that to me, everything. And so I just, in today's world with everybody, you know, fact checking and, you know, calling you out, I'm like, <sighs> I don't want to deal with that crap, you know. Um, I'm very excited. And, um, of course, I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm putting my life out there for the first time. Um, if you go back all the way back from Japan, all of my interviews are basically the same up until this day. I've said the same interviews, changed words to make them more exciting. But I didn't let everything out my whole life. It's pretty amazing. And I've kept it very close to my chest. There's a lot of things that I'll take to my grave with me. There's a lot of things are nobody's business. There's a lot of things I will not experience and tell people. 
Um, it's just not none of your business. You know what I mean? And so I think that's the problem with today's world is that everyone feels like they got to tell everything about themselves. Mm. No, you don't. Mm. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, so I, I, I think don't. of privacy differently. Yeah, so privacy. I'm, what happened to privacy? And I'm very, know. you know, I'm... I'm just old school and um but tell me I mean I do I do let my hair down though in a lot of chapters trust me it's a lot of fun um there's moments that will make you laugh and cry piss you off you'll be happy again and then most of all you're going to be motivated you're going to be motivated and just like wow and so someone asked me Fumi at the beginning you asked why did I write this book so to wrap this up is the reason why I finally wrote this book and after about 40 years um, I mean, it was timing during the pandemic. I was, you know, I, I got onto Twitch and I started gaming because, and I figured out how to put, you know, put a tower together in computers. Who does that? I did. I figured it out. But then ECW press said, Hey, we're interested in writing a book. And I said, well, what book? What are you doing? <laughs> like I did. Oh, a biography. Okay. And so I was like, Oh my gosh. So for a year and a half, for a year and a half, we were writing this book. But for almost 30 years, I've been writing this book. I've been writing things down. I've been keeping little notes. I had my little daily planner. I got all the dates and times. All the way back to 1988, I had this book called The Franklin. And I had all of my, I'd write down my matches and the dates and all of that stuff in there, who I wrestled and independence and everything. A lot of that stuff is not in the book book as far as intricate that's probably going to be in book number two or three because there's so much out there that i could write stories about like the chapter alone for japan could be a book mm. there's just too much you know what i mean and then you know this about uh, wwe there could be a book or you know wcw could be a book it's just there's so much so i tap into everything but some of it doesn't get deep in there and it's it's just it makes you want more so i'm very excited i'm i'm blessed i'm um i'm just glad i've had fumi if i'm telling you fumi was a lifesaver fumi was the conduit to many people in the states and around the world that um actually came to japan and he's the one that basically made the shit happen um and he was very comforting he was a friend he was always there um you know if you needed something and um he was just one of those guys that you could you could rely on and and he made it he made it easy i mean it what wrestling wasn't easy over there trust me but i mean at least the living part you know it was like oh gosh there's a human that gets it you know yeah i need to point out when you lived in in tokyo there was no uh, Meguro -ku. Meguro. yeah before cell phone era before yeah. the internet era no emails no texting you oh, that's right. Ten minute message on my ass. Yeah, well, I was alluding to that earlier when you were over in Japan. This was also no 2022, phone, yeah? 2023. No you walk around Tokyo today; it's very no phone. friendly. Yeah, there's to, back then there was there was a payphone. Yeah, yeah we had little card. cards. Yeah, <laughs> we had and our payphone card, cards limited, like and ten minutes. Everybody had an answering machine, so you can leave message. You know, and I would but, call Fumi and left and I would leave him like 15, 20 minute messages on his fucking <laughs> his answering machine. I can't do that. Blah, 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 blah. It was, hey, it was, that was my release. That was my vent. No, you know? no Twitter. There's no, uh, you know, you can't take pictures no. with your phone. You got to get the no, disposable. Or we didn't have own. cell phone. We didn't have cell phones something. back then. 
Yeah, no, really cell phones don't. didn't come until like 92, 93. Yeah. yeah. And nobody, yeah. not everybody had a cell phone. In not everybody had it. Like and internet, I didn't have it till like 98, 99. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah not till cool. later. Yeah. So my very first phone. Media. My very first phone was the big clunky one. And I was in the WCW. Walkie walkie. It yeah. was so good. Yep. Yeah. Kind of like what yeah. Paul Heyman had. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. Like a gimmick, the, yeah. Poly dangerous gimmick. Yes, that's yeah. yeah. So though, that was then, yeah. And then I, I didn't think it was all that bad. Not having internet or the cell phone or texting each other or we figured media. it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, meet you right in front of Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> or at the airport. Yeah. Just I'll see you there. Oh, hope oh, they oh, come. Oh, yeah. Right in front of Tower Record. Okay. Yes. Something like that, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would love, you know what? That'd be a great reality show, or not just reality, but show to drop somebody on an island back in the 80s with nothing and have them try to communicate and live and without emails. Drop them on that island you went to. It really wasn't all that bad, really. I mean, it wasn't. You don't have it. You don't even think about it. It's like, that's the way it is. No Uber, nothing delivered. Nothing. I'll just meet you from some subway station. That's it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then if you got lost, you were. 15 minutes, 20 minutes for you. (laughs) Yep. Oh, and let me tell you, if you weren't there in 15, 20 minutes, you were screwed. That was it. Something happened. Yeah. yeah, you guys. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, there's so many great memories, but there's a lot in the book, and um, I the pre-orders are great. I've already, yeah, the book is it's not even out, out yet. It's still in pre-order, okay. and it's it's already okay. up on the up. It's like top forty book already. Amazon chart. That's good. Yes, That's good. I when don't have a copy drop? yet. I don't have a um, copy the book. Yet. The book comes out. Um, it's supposed to be out the middle of March. It looks like it sounds like it's going to be a little bit sooner. So that's good. Um, that way everyone can get their books before they come out to WrestleCon for WrestleMania, which I will be mm-hmm. signing at WrestleCon um, nice. on Friday and Saturday from 9 to 2. Um, and then I just did a movie um, called Champion. Um, I just thought was great. Um, I auditioned for it. I got it. I was a mom to this little girl that was a fighter and she's a, you know, she's a, a UFC fighter. And I, oh my God, it was so great. I just fit right in. It was just a great atmosphere. So we're going to premiere, we're going to premiere the movie (laughs) WrestleCon on Friday between three and eight. And so I'll be there for that. Um, So signing all day and then premiere for the movie. So anybody that has a ticket to get into WrestleCon will be able to see this Friday night. Sweet. It's going to be Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. In Los Angeles. Yeah. I'll, I'll be there. Oh, you will be the there. Movie. Make sure. Well, yeah, you got to come. Well, now I'm gonna be. Oh, Fumi, are you coming in? On it. I don't know yet. I don't. You don't yet. know yet. Oh, surprise run in. Surprise run in. <laughs> hey, I um, know you and I will talk and we'll try to get some business going. That's what I always. I'm all ready. I'm all. Let's do it. Really? Okay. Yes. Uh, the yeah. commentating, play by play, whatever. <laughs> Commentating better. This is a play-by-play for dorky announcer. I told you. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's for Justin. That's right. We're going to give it to Justin. Bring it over to Justin. <laughs> oh, no, the, he volunteered. The, the sports, sports play-by-play. The dorkier, the better. Really? Yes. Oh yeah. The, I mean, like classic baseball, the hockey game, you know, or football. Yeah. I mean, bat, 
some real dorky, you know? Yeah, you gotta have that voice from the 1930s, like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Howard Cosin! <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and Howard Cosin. That's an answer. That's an answer. Oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, my God. How are we did? Michelli. Oh my God, that sounded good. <laughs> or what, what about Jack Tunney too? He had a way, and then there was. Uh, um, I don't oh remember. Oh, that's yeah, so. You gotta sound so cliche. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there was who was that other one? Is good though. Yeah, well, there was a, well, anyway, a lot of great. Yeah, that's it solely. Yep. Um, gosh, guys, I don't. Um, thank right. you. Thank oh, you for this. Mid March, mid March, the good. book's coming out. Yeah, yeah. mid March. Um, I'm and then my copy. Oh, yeah. Put it up, guys. The woman who would be king on the Amazon link. Put it down below when you guys do for your sure. gimmick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, and yeah, Fumi, yes, you will get a free copy signed and delivered to, from me because I wrote your... blurb on the back of the co- back of the book. What? I wrote the blurb, you know, I wrote one of the blurbs. Yeah. yeah, Not One of the the blurbs. I don't think um, yours is on the back of the book. They're going to put it on another thing. Yeah. I don't know. There's on a, they got 20 blurbs and then somebody from ECW press, they just randomly picked all the blurbs. That's it. So until we see the whole cover, the blurb is a mysterious one. (laughs) Okay. But he did give very a blurb. Good. Yeah. Well, that's but so. Thank you very much. It's yeah, been thank you so much. This was fun. And thank you, we'll guys. Put this up on YouTube and this fight media. Uh, you call it fight well, media. Fight game media website and podcast. Yeah, be audio version. And okay. in mid March, uh, your book will be out. In April, WrestleCon debut yeah. the champion movie that you can see if you go to WrestleCon. Lots of yep. exciting stuff. And you can watch Raw from this week and you can see Medusa, Alundra Blake, yes. the DDP and such. Oh, yeah. And I will be doing my first virtual book signing April 13th in Charlotte. In Charlotte. Cool. So April my, yeah. 13th. So my first signing of the book will be at WrestleCon. And then I'll be doing a lot of signings in between. But my first virtual signing, um, we'll have 500 books there. And then people... You know, the virtual, them signing away. Cool. <laughs> so that'll be the really future. cool, too. Yeah, it is. Very good. Right? Instead of traveling everywhere, you sit down in one virtual place and go, you know? Yeah. Really. All right. Fumi, Justin was great. And Jeremy, behind the scenes, brother. Thank you. Jeremy. All right. So, until next time, Fumi, take it away. So long from Tokyo. So long from Florida. <laughs> See you guys. Thank you.